so we can bring a little bit of levity. I've been looking at the sign. They followed the star, and we all know that's about the wise men. I haven't felt led to take it down yet uh, because it has a new meaning for me. We're really following the star. We're following the rock star. His name is Jesus. Amen? That's who we're following. We are following him continuing today. And uh, so we shift from when he was a babe to he is grown up. He is the son of the living God. Um, I feel that uh, kind of the weight on my shoulders uh, this morning, I don't feel... <clears throat> God has a lot to say, and he doesn't want you to just hear it from me. He wants to speak to you individually. So I want to share that. Father, I, I pray over your word this morning, that it will not return void. Father, I humble myself in your presence. I humble myself. I want there to be nothing of me here, so that you can be everything this morning. And let's really the cry of all of our hearts in this hour, that you can be everything. I so want you exalted today, and the things that have happened this morning and in the night hours, and the things that are happening right now across the face of the earth, Lord, and in our nation, that we bring it all for you. And we approach your throne this morning with boldness, only because of Jesus Christ, only because of the blood that covers us. We come with no righteousness of our own, but we come because of Jesus, and we know we can approach you and talk to you face to face in this hour. And I think the cry of all of us is, we need you, we need you, we need you, and you will be sure So now, may it be planted in the hearts of your own, that you will receive a harvest back in your word as you speak it today. We give you full freedom to take over. There's nothing here in the plans of man that would interfere with this morning. I just, uh, we're going to watch another video for a moment, but I do want to tell you a couple of things that happened this morning. Um, <clears throat> I was listening in the spirit for what God had to say. And last night, late, maybe at five in the morning, I heard him speaking the word reckon. Reckon. He didn't say reckoning, reckon. And I kind of delved into that and as I said, I, I, the last time I looked at the clock, it was 5 a.m. this morning. It's a word that you can do your own study on. I don't want to get into that this morning. But we do know there's a reckoning, and we know for the people that are in this that um, are mathematical geniuses, our assistant, <laughs> financial secretary, Christine, uh, I think she's a genius. And I think God thinks she is, too. And she may not think that at all. 
But you know, she has to reckon financial statements right now. She's in the middle of reckoning things and getting things in order and separating and getting things reconciled. At the end of the day, all those numbers that she works with, and not just the numbers here in the ministry, but the other clients she has, there has to be a reckoning and it has to be right. It has to be just. It has to be the truth. You can't fudge the numbers. I didn't really know I'd be talking about this. But yay, have your way, Lord. So I want you to know that we're living in a moment of reckoning. And it's not just about... So, so we can look at this word reckon and we can say, well, I reckon that by probably 12, 31 o'clock, y'all will be leaving church, right? I reckon, and that goes to my brother from the South. Uh, I talked to my daughter and her, son, uh, her husband, Keith, last night, Chantel and Keith last night. Uh, in South Carolina. So we got in touch with the South. It's not all the way down South. You know, there's a lot more Southern as you get further down South. But so not only is there a reckoning and a balancing, so to speak, in the spirit right now, God is saying, you have to reckon. There's a reckoning that you must do. It's a processing of thought and understanding so that you know what's happening. And you will be able to make a righteous judgment, uh, discernment. When I say judgment, I'm not saying make a judgment like God. He's the judge. We don't have to judge. But you do have to make certain judgments about if you're crossing a bridge, is it safe to cross? You have to do some calculations. So the whole earth is in the midst of this right now. There is a reckoning. In the natural realm, in the first heaven, in the second heaven, there's a reckoning with evil forms of darkness. And there is a reckoning in the justice from the third heaven where the throne of God is and the just men made perfect and the angelic holes that haven't been sent on missions. And believe me, they are being sent on missions. I... I'll just throw this in right now. I'm hearing things, and I so so just as you see soldiers in the United States Army gathering 25,000 strong just in Washington D.C. That is more than were dispersed in the in the Iraq and Afghanistan war altogether. Just to surround our capital. leaves questions, and they are also in various places. So just as those are being dispersed, and we see this in the natural realm, I'm here to tell you that there are the angels that are going forth, the warring warriors that have been diverse and are gathering over our capital and in the capitals of every state in our nation. And they are not only in our nation, but they are going to the nations, and they are hurting, and they are gathering as we enter the season of reckon and reckoning. Okay? Uh, Do not look to me for all the answers, for I am not God. I can only give you what I receive. You, I've known many years now, no man will get all the pieces of the puzzle. You must come together to form the picture. 
So each of you can get a piece of the puzzle. That's why I need you. I need you to give me your piece of the puzzle. If you've been assigned a piece of the puzzle and you haven't found it yet, you need to get busy and go find it. So we can put this thing together. And we can see the vision and we can see the plan. And we see how this completed picture turns out. Amen? And every chapter has kind of like a puzzle to it. It will be a different picture as we progress to God Almighty and the coming of Jesus Christ in his fullness to receive us. So I hadn't planned on starting with that. So this morning I heard again in the spirit, I heard him tell me, I said, so I had a couple hours sleep then. Uh, maybe, maybe an hour, hour and a half. Um, and I said, so, so what are you saying? Um, <clears throat> because he said so many things last night, I didn't have a clear direction. It was a lot he was saying. I, I just like, wow. How do you, how do you put this in a recipe and deliver it? And here's the cake. You know, all these ingredients. So this morning, the first thing uh, I heard him say was, uh, once I was coherent, okay. Uh, (laughs) I heard the Spirit say, some of you have been really pressing into God. It's just, he said, and I'm like, yeah. I, I was up all night last night. And I really wanted to go to sleep. I was so tired by the time I got to bed. But he said, some of you have been really seeking me. And this is while I'm washing my face. And then he hesitated, and I'm waiting. And he just said these four words. You will find me. And then he spoke to me the scripture that the Holy Spirit spoke the witness. The Spirit of God spoke the witness. God, Jesus, was saying this before him. And the Spirit of God said in Jeremiah 29, 13, And you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Saints of God, this is the hour to seek him with all of your heart, not with a divided heart, not with a divided plan, for your plans can be wiped out in a second. The way you live life was wiped out in seconds last March as COVID marched down and the things of the world changed and continue to change today. And... um, Last in January, there was a prophetic word here that God, early January, or the last week in September, or December, I don't remember which, uh, but he said there would be shakings and shakings and more shakings. I think he said shakings three times. And then he said, uh, what else did he say? Shaking, shaking, shaking. And... Somebody threw in a biblical proportions, but I'm missing something to that one. Um, I got distracted. 
so I just take a three. Um, so it'll come to me. <clears throat> I'll get back in the flow there. Shocking. Shock. Shock and awe. That's what it was. Thank you. So shaking, 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 and we will be seeing shock and awe. And about six days later, that's exactly what we saw. We saw shock and awe. We were in shock and awe of what had just occurred in our nation on January 6th. And January 6th, number 6, stands for man. That was on a, a, a date in God's numbering system. And we're not going to go into that, but he has one. And we continue to get revelation on that numbering system. And there are some great scholars who have given us insight, Jewish and Protestant alike. Number 6 stands for there was shock and there was awe. So I began to think about that seeking me and he began to show me uh, he began to show me some of these stories last night but he pulled them up again as I was getting ready to come out here and he wanted to remind you of the stories. He wants to keep this simple. This isn't mysterious. The gospel is simple. Don't make it something it isn't. Because once you try to complicate it, you think it's too hard. And it's not too hard. It's simple. And so it is those that were seeking him. So we know in the stories, we remember the story when we were in Israel and we went to the Sea of Galilee and we were reminded when we were out on the boat in the middle of the sea, that story where the disciples were on the boat and Jesus was down below, and a great storm came up, and they were screaming and crying, and they thought they were going to sink, and the winds came up, and in that part of the country, a fog can come in. You can't see anything, and and this can happen just before you know it. And they ran down, and they're like, wake up, wake up, wake up. And in that situation, they were in the midst of this tumult, and this, their lives were about to be destroyed, and everything else, and Jesus is asleep. And sometimes we feel that way. Where is he? And God gives us scriptures that we are to pray and, and bug him, and, and, and it says, don't let the Lord slumber. Don't give him any rest. Well, God doesn't even need rest. You know, but these are descriptions so we can understand. God, God doesn't sleep. <laughs> doesn't need sleep. He's on 24-7. But he does need rest. And we know that on the seventh day, he said, I've done all this work, now I'm going to rest. And that's why he's told you to take a rest one day a week. You're supposed to rest. If you don't, you're making him work. You're hollering, you're crying out to him. You've got all these, you get yourself in problems, and you get in a ditch, and he's going to pull you out. You know what I'm saying? These are simple stories and concepts so you can understand, but God does need rest. He doesn't need sleep, but he says as a watchman, as a prayer warrior, to give him no rest. Cry out to him. Because he wants to communicate with you. So these guys go down, and we know what? They were seeking him, and what happened? They found him. And he got up, and he kind of gave him a little story, like, what in the heck's wrong with you guys? Just speak to this storm. 
and he shows them what to do. And then there's another time they're on the Sea of Galilee, and there's another storm going up, and he was left behind, and they were headed for uh, the other side of the, of the Sea of Galilee, and the storm comes, and they're all upset, and they don't know what they're going to do, and all of a sudden, in the middle of it, they think they see a ghost on the waters, and it turns out to be Jesus walking to them on this horrific waves of a storm. And they're seeking him. They're crying out, God, why wasn't he with us? You know, we need him. They're seeking him. They're seeking him. They're talking. There's nothing we can do. We're going to die again, you know. And here he comes. And this time in this story of the same type of story in a boat problem that's going to sink, he bids them to come out on the water and hang out with him right walking in the supernatural manifestations. And I want to tell you that we, there is a storm upon the world in clouds of darkness coming and brooding. And it's always to destroy mankind. That is the enemy's plan. And destroy humanity. And to take them slaves, captives. But in the middle of the storm that we're in, I truly believe that he gave me revelation that as you seek him in this storm, he will be coming to you upon the waters of the storm, and he will bid you to come and walk with him in the midst of the miracles that he will perform here. And that may be because of your prayers. It, I don't know what it will be, but will you be open to it? This is the season of miracles. We need miracles. Some of you have been saying, we need a miracle. This isn't looking We need a miracle. We need a miracle. We need a miracle. We're praying that over just the sick from COVID. We need miracles. These schemes and strategies of the enemy, it doesn't really matter who did what and what stream. You know, I don't have to bother myself with it because if it's killing people and their sickness and people are being robbed of life and, and a normal life uh, that's blessed and abundantly blessed in God, we know the enemy's involved. And, and this isn't about flesh and blood. This is spirits of darkness. He said, um, uh, and then we have the story of Moses, the great deliverer. We have many, many stories, and we're not going to go into all of that. But he was the deliverer. Amen? He was the deliverer. We saw all the things that happened, the ten plagues and everything that happened. Now, in the midst of this story, they forgot all these miracles that God had done. We must pray that we will not be like that. And so I have this video that Sean is about to play, and I want you to take a moment out, and I want you to listen to the words um, of this. I don't know it's here, too. Okay, there he is. Okay. I couldn't see him back there. But uh, let me get back in here for the sake of the video uh, that we're doing the live stream. So listen to this and let these words, the things that he is, God is, penetrate your soul. So this is, this is arsenal. This is ammunition when the enemy comes after you to challenge you. Hath God said, is it really God? Balance, go to the tree of good and evil, figure out what's good, 
Jesus said, no, don't go to that tree. Go to the tree of life only. So let's play that, Sean. Let's play that. It's a while. Don't lose heart in the middle. You get to the middle, and then you're like, ooh, is this? Let it God's sink into you. He is, and he will always be. He is who he is. That's what his name, Jehovah, even means. It means I am. Yahweh means he is. He's God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. Yes. He is. He is. He is Jesus. He is Elohim, God, Judge, Creator. Yahweh, Lord, Jehovah. El Elyon, the Most High God. Adonai. Lord, Master. El Shaddai, Lord God Almighty. El Alam, the everlasting God, the God of eternity, the God of the universe, the God of ancient days. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. He is the Shiloh, the peacemaker. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. Jehovah Nissi, the Lord my banner, the Lord my miracle. He is Kana, jealous. He is Jehovah Emkadash, the Lord who sanctifies you, the Lord who makes holy. He is. He is a star. A scepter out of Israel. Yes. The cursed of God. The captain of the host of the Lord. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of powers. The rock of my salvation. My salvation. He is the light of the morning when the sun rises, a morning without clouds. He is the Jaysman. The interpreter. My rock and my redeemer. He is crowned, the crown of pure gold. The most blessed forever. 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 He is the forsaken. The worm and no man. He is Jehovah Ra. He is my restorer. The king of glory. He who setteth king forever is a stranger and an alien. My strong rock, my rock and my fortress. Fairer than the children of men. The rock that is higher than I. The rock of my strength. The rock of habitation. He is as rain upon the mown grass, as showers that water the earth. The rock of my heart. The, the shield. shield. The rock of my refuge. The king and priest after the order of Melchizedek. A brother born for adversity. The friend that loveth at all times. A stone of grace. A friend that seeketh closer than a brother. He is his ointment poured forth. My well-beloved. A bundle of myrrh. A cluster of henna blooms. The rose of Sharon. He is the lily of the valley. The lily of the valley. The chiefest among ten thousand. His countenance is as Lebanon. Yea, he is altogether lovely. He is my beloved and my friend. He is holy, holy, holy. He's a sanctuary. The great light. A son given. The mighty God. The father of eternity he is a child born. The prince of peace. An ensign of the people. The nail fastened in a sure place. A strength to the poor. Strength. The strength to the needy in distress. A shadow from the heat. A refuge from the storm. He is the rock of ages. A crown of glory and beauty. He is a stone. A triad stone. A covert from the tempest. From the tempest. He is as rivers of water in a dry place. As the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. As a hiding place from the wind. He is the king in his beauty. My leader. The everlasting. The everlasting God. He is mine elect in whom my soul delighted. He is a light of the Gentiles. The covenant of the people. The polished shaft. Glorious. 
He is the Holy One of Israel. He is a man of sorrows. Despised. He's rejected. He is stricken. stricken. Smitten. He is wounded. He is bruised. He is oppressed. He is my portion, my maker, my husband. He is the God of the whole earth, the witness to his people, the leader, the commander, the redeemer. He is mighty. He is my physician. Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord our righteousness. David, their king, their king. My resting place. My feeder. The plant of renown. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. He is the prince of princes. The Messiah. The prince, the strength of the children of Israel, the hope of thy people, the ruler. He is king over all the earth. He is a refiner's fire, fuller's soap, my refiner, my purifier, purifier. The son of yeah. righteousness. He is Jesus, Yeshua, salvation, yes. Emmanuel, God with us. He is born as the king of the Jews. He is a governor, the Nazarene, Nazarene. the bridegroom. He is meek. He is the one of whom the Father says, My beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased. The Son of the living God, Jesus the Christ, the Rock, the Builder, the Prophet of Nazareth. He is betrayed, mocked, crucified, the Holy One of God, my brother, the Carpenter, and his life is a ransom. He is the Son of the Blessed, the Son of the Highest, God my Savior, the Horn of Salvation, yes. the Dayspring from on high, a Savior which is Christ the Lord, the salvation of God. He is the glory of thy people Israel, Lord of the Sabbath, my healer, the Christ of God, my servant, the chosen of God. He is risen, he is risen. a prophet mighty in deed and word. He is the Word. The Word that was with God. The Word that was God. The light of men. The true light. The Word that was made flesh. He is the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father. The Lamb of God. My teacher. teacher. The gift of, God. gift of God. He is Messiah. The bread of God. The bread of life. He is my meat. My drink. The light of the world. The door of the sheep. The, the good, good shepherd, shepherd that, that laid down his life. Yes. The scent of the Father. He is the resurrection, the king of the daughter of Zion, the corn of wheat. He is the light, the light. my Lord, yes. master, my example. He is the way, the truth, the life, the vine, scourged, crowned with a crown of thorns, crucified as the king of the Jews. He is exalted, glorified, the holy one and the just, the prince of life, the anointed, the prince and his savior. He is Lord Jesus. He is Lord of all. The Judge. Jesus of Nazareth. The Mercy Seat. Jesus Christ our Lord. He is the firstborn among many brethren. Over all, God blessed forever. Lord over all. The Deliverer. Lord both of the dead and living. The Minister of the Circumcision. He is my wisdom. My righteousness. My sanctification. My redemption. He is the foundation. My Passover, the spiritual rock, the head of every man. Yes. The first fruits of them that slept. Yes. He is the last Adam. The quickening spirit. The image of God. His unspeakable gift. My peace. He is the offering. He is the sacrifice. Yes. The head over all things yes. to the church. He is he that filleth all in all. He is a servant who humbled himself unto death, even death on a cross. He is the Lord Jesus Christ, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, creator of all things, the, the firstborn, firstborn from the, the dead. dead, the head of the body, the church, the head of all principalities and powers. Yes. He is my all in all. He, he is, is our Lord, Lord Jesus Christ himself. He is yes. Lord of peace. He is our Lord of hope. He is God manifest in the flesh. He is the justified, the mediator. 
the righteous judge. The great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. He is obedient, and his throne is forever and ever. And ever. He is the upholder of all things. The express image of his person, the brightness of his glory. He is Jesus Christ. Same yesterday, today, and forever. The shepherd of the sheep. The great shepherd that was brought again from the dead. He is a minister of the sanctuary. And of the true tabernacle. And his flesh is the veil which was wrapped in two. He is the altar. The offerer. The forerunner. For us. Entered even Jesus. He is the priest. The priest. The high priest. The great high priest. The intercessor. The surety. The covenanter. He is. The captain of salvation. Yes. The author and finisher of faith. The king yes. of righteousness. The king of peace. He is crowned with glory and honor. Yes. He is the tempted. The merciful, the faithful, he is holy, harmless, undefiled, he is the shepherd, he is the perfect, he is my helper, the lamb without blemish, and without spot, the living stone, he's a cheap cornerstone, he is a precious stone, he is guileless, he is vital, he is the chief shepherd that shall again appear. Today's star, my Savior, he is the word of life, he is the life, he is that eternal life which was with the Father, he is Jesus Christ, the righteous. The Savior yes. of the world, the, the true, true God. God, the true God, the advocate. He is the advocate. The advocate. He is the Jesus Christ. He is the first begotten of the dead. He is the Prince of the Kings of the earth. He is. He is the Almighty, which is, which was, which is to come. He is. He is. Yes. And the ending. He is the Alpha and the Omega. <laughs> he is the first and the last. Yes. He is. revelation on everything that the word of God says he is. You've got to know that. You've got to not only know it, you've got to believe it. It's got to be real and let him manifest that as we walk through what we're walking through now, what we've been walking through for a year, and what we will continue to walk through. Amen? Did you like that? Did that get into your spirit? Did you need to hear who he is? You've got to tell the enemy what he is. And uh, you can get that online and, and play that over and over. You get in a battle, I'd get that out and listen to that for about 10 minutes. Amen? And uh, find out who he is and just be telling the enemy. He is, he is, he is everything that the word says. So another man that was seeking him was Daniel. He was in the middle of captivity. He'd been taken out as a young boy taken captive with his friends into a, another nation, a, a non-godly nation. 
And, I mean, he got himself in trouble all the time. There's a lot of writings about Daniel, but one time he found himself in, the, in a den in a cave with lions. They'd thrown him in there with hungry lions. Uh, sounds like the end of Daniel. But guess what? In the middle of that, as he sought the Lord, an angel showed up, and it kept the mouth of the lion shut. And so when they came back to, I don't know, check on the lion and, and the condition of the shreds or whatever was left as the lion was eating and laughing and pulling his bones and tendons apart and eating the blood of Daniel, there was nothing. He was sitting in the corner, and the lion was quiet, and he was all timid. And signs were there where God preserves you when you seek him. Keep seeking him. Seek the Lord. And then we know that Daniel had another experience. One time he was seeking the Lord. He was an older man now. He'd been through lots and lots of things. Uh, you know, trials. Uh, his three friends, uh, Meshach, Shadrach, and, and Abednego, had been in the fire. And I mean, there were so many stories going on, but Daniel kept seeking the Lord and God gave him prophetic words and visions that were not only for his time, but for now, for the last days. And Mr. gave him some interpretations and some things were laid up that we might interpret today. And many men through the, through the uh, decades have interpreted him one way or another with their various revelation. But we can still cry out for God for more revelation and understanding. In the past three weeks, I've never been so inundated with people, uh, ministries, their seasoned ministries, uh, different all over around the United States, um, sending me things and going, what's your discernment? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Well, number one, I don't have time to listen to all those things that I'm being heard, but sometimes, you know, I, I open them. I don't just throw them away. If the Spirit of God says for me to pay attention or take a look, I do. And then, you know, uh, I don't waste my time on the crazy stuff uh, because there's so many voices out there. Right now, you need to know that you are in the middle of a test. You're in the school of the Holy Spirit, and we're having a test right now. And the test is about your discernment in the Holy Spirit. You don't need to know what I know, so I really don't give them too much. I tell them they need to know, and I'm telling them what I'm telling you. This is a test. It's not a negative thing, so God can say you're stupid, you're coming up short, you got a D plus, or you failed. He's allowing you to take this test so you know where you are. And if you discern something incorrectly, know what your weaknesses are and you can ask him and you can study and you can research in the word and you can talk to God and you can come up to speed he wants you to ace this because you must ace it we live in a time where there could be blackouts right uh, I, my friends are telling me uh, that live in California and in Minnesota and different parts of the uh, nation there have been blackouts then there has been loss of internet. Um, actually, uh, I talked to my son and daughter last night in South Carolina, and they said at midnight, they had been told they would not have any electricity from midnight till, was it 7 a.m., 4 a.m.? Okay, I want to get this right. Uh, 
and she says, Mom, we got to get off the phone here because I've only got a little time to run and get a hot shower and, you know, get ready because and, and finish my laundry. So, you know, what if you have blackouts and you can't use things? Uh, we've had COVID and we've had all this and you're stuck home. What, what if, what if there was martial law in the land and you couldn't leave your home? had to stay there. Are you prepared? Are you listening? You see, Daniel was seeking God because he needed some answers. And he'd been seeking him for weeks. And it tells us in that story that he'd been seeking him for three weeks. And finally, Gabriel shows up himself. Did you know that if you are seeking God, you might even get a visit from Gabriel himself? with a message from God to you. I'm serious. It's not impossible. Angels show up all the time. And they don't come in with fluttering wings. Gabriel shows up and he says, uh, you know, he's talking to Daniel. Daniel's gone to church. It was bringing the offering time of the day. It was the time to bring his offering. He'd gone to church. He was praying. He brought his offering. And here this angel shows up, which is Gabriel, and he says, I, I've got a word from God. And, and, you know, he's been praying three weeks, and he's kind of like, well, I've been asking a lot. Like, what's, what have you got? And he says, I was delayed. I was delayed. And Michael, the, the warring angel, and us have been doing battle to get through and get this message to you. You see, this is what's going on in the spirit right now. Some of us have had delayed answers. We can't give up. We have to come and do the bidding and the priestly work and come and bring bring our offerings and continue to stand while we're waiting for the answers. God has a perfect time. And so today, um, I'm just sharing some of these stories so you'll be ready, so you'll be prepared, so you won't be afraid. So, <clears throat> today, uh, I want to talk about something because everybody's here. We all know what's happening in our nation. It's unprecedented. I'm not going to kid you. you. You all might be tuning in. What are they going to say today in Praise Chapel? And it's so funny. Um, you know, I know a lot of people that are tuning in to hear what is being spoken here, what God is speaking. And uh, what is God going to speak today? And, you know, I want to tune in somewhere. I want to turn on my radio and get that word. And so that's why I say the weight of the mantle on my shoulders today of the prophetic voice is weighing heavy on me because uh, I would never want to be a false prophet. And I would say that if we hear, we have heard many voices and we have heard some modern-day prophets saying things, do not judge them harshly. The word says, let the prophet speak and let the other prophets judge the word. That is safety. That was how God did it. They could go to one another. They could talk to each other and say, I'm not too sure that this is right on. They could weigh it. But they didn't get in the seat of the judge. God will judge it. And I, you know, a true prophet never wants to get up and speak something that isn't true. And so let us pray with mercy, that purity, and pray for those voices. Uh, some have said some things that are 
her out there. But that's between them and God. God will deal with that. Uh, so, so pray for them and ask for mercy. Um, and then learn from it. If you listen to a false prophet and you went off on a tangent, then that's the test you're in. You found out that your discernment wasn't correct there. You see? Because I might not be, you might not be able to call me on my phone. We might be having a blackout. I might not be able to talk to my daughter in South Carolina. And she's like, Mom, what are you thinking? I need to know what you and Dad are thinking because I trust, you know, this. And you have to know. You, we've been saying, God has been speaking this for years. He wants to communicate with you. He wants to reveal things to you. And the only way that happens is if you were praying and talking with God and spending time with him. That's the only way. It isn't by what you find out from somebody else on the Internet. Because if you aren't talking to him, nothing bears witness. Your spirit, man, if you've been talking to God, will bear witness to truth or error. This is what it's about. And you can't depend on me. You can't depend on anybody else. God has put the leaders, he says, the council of many counselors is safety and that he has put things together. I don't mean that in the exact essence, but I hope you're following me. This is very important to your will. So today, there are modern prophets. Many of you know the prophet Kim Clement. Uh, there's you know, many, many, many of his prophecies that have come over the years. He has gone on to be with the Lord, so he's one of those uh, part of the heavenly host now and the men that have gone on to be with the Lord. and But he had many, many prophets, uh, prophecies that have come to pass. Uh, so he has a pretty good record, prophetically. I don't know. He kind of reminded me of Samuel somehow when he would prophesy. Just kind of in my mind what maybe Samuel looked like, you know, when he's laying it out and what God's saying. But uh, he was serious. He was serious business. And... There has recently been a, uh, it was a prophecy that he gave um, over to, uh, slightly over 12 years ago. And so this isn't something that's way out there, but I feel released to share it with you this morning. It was, uh, he prophesied this in uh, Seattle, where he was in a church. Uh, he prophesied it, you know, sometimes we get in a church service and We've turned off the video, and we're like, oh, my gosh, this word came, and we don't have it, you know, we don't have a video of it, or we only have the audio of it. And now we got to print this out. You know, you had to be there. Uh, this was a situation where uh, he brought this word, and it, we have the printed word of what was said, and I want to read that to you. Um what I do want to say is this prophecy came again April 4th um, in 2008. He was speaking and prophesying about America, and he prophesied about having two presidents. Um, has anybody here heard this prophecy? Um, so I want to tell you about this. Um, he was saying, part of this, as I read it to you, I wrote it down, uh, and the part is 
they are saying we to residents, but how can this be? Uh, am I saying this is for now? We have to wait and see. We have to wait and see. Prophets prophesy to the word of the Lord, just like we read through the whole Bible. And then an event happens, and either you discerned it incorrectly, that's how Israel didn't recognize their Messiah. They did not recognize the Messiah, and they lost out, right? They did not discern correctly. They did not hear and understand it. And so this is, I take it lightly. Uh, I mean, I take it lightly in that sense, but if it's bearing witness to you, then we have to wait and see. Is it for now, or is it for another time? Is it for another season? But this could very well be, because this is the closest event that would come to a possible fulfillment of this prophetic word. And I will now read it to you. Uh, his daughter, Danae Clement Trusky, uh, has recently shared this, uh, just recently. And this is the prophetic word that was recorded. And they shall say, shall say, but now there is a second precedent. How can we have two precedents? An unusual thing, isn't it, says the Spirit of the Lord. Why would it be that one with a double mind would stand up and face the people? No. They shall say, we have two presidents. What shall we do now? God says, fear not. For God said, as I promised before, this is my nation, and I will change things according to the time and season. And I told you now, I will expose and reveal things that have been hidden so that my nation can move into the next election and to the next phase with victory and honor and glory, says the Lord of hosts. I prophesy America. I prophesy America. You are a light, salt, joy. You are a light, salt, joy. I declare this upon this nation. Great prosperity again. Oil prices that shall change rapidly, and when the new source of energy suddenly unfolds, people will say, oh God, how, how, how did we miss it? Uh, it was so easy. At the right time and at the time is now, says the Spirit of God. So that was a prophecy a little over 12 years ago. Um, I think that we have a watch date. I think it's unprecedented what we're fa facing. Now, different people, there are two groups gathering. We know that Char Charles Dickens wrote a story, A Tale of Two Cities. Uh, Clement, uh, Kim Clement has given us a prophecy, A Tale of Two Presidents, so to speak. Right? Um, presidents apparently at the same time. Now, people will have their own view of this. Both sides will have their viewpoint. 
and we have a watch date coming up this week, January 20th. You need to be the watchman on the wall. You need to be watching between now and then. You should have been watching all along in the spirit, not the news. You're, you're not going to find it on CNN. You're not going to find it on MSNBC. You're not going to find it on Fox News. It's this news up here. And here, the still small voice, God speaking to you, the Holy Spirit bearing witness. So I want to find a scripture that I found in the Word to bear witness as a word in the Word. There is another time that was written in the Word. It's in the book of First Kings. I'm not going to go and read the whole thing today because we don't have time, but I'm going to leave that for you. That is your assignment. It's the story when uh, Adoniah, shortly before King David died, he was his reign was ending, and Adoniah, his son, had taken it upon himself to let everybody know he was going to be the son that took David's place. Kings are like presidents. Do you understand this? I want you to see the analogy of this, what I'm trying to show you in the Word. We have a precedent in the Word where at that time and season, David is dying. Uh, he's experiencing his last days. Bathsheba is at his side. He had Solomon. He had already, the Lord had already spoken to David that Solomon would be the king, the rightful king, and take his place. But now we have Adoniah, and he's got his group of people, and they're getting ready to have all the ceremonies, and they're crowning him king because they know that it's just days away before David is gone. And Nathan the prophet got wind of this, and he went in and he told Bathsheba, David's wife, and he said, do you not know? This is what's going on. I'm summarizing. You need to read the story. And he says, you need to go to the king and tell him what is going on. And she did. And because David had promised her that Solomon, he had told her what the God had told him, that it was Solomon is going to be the one that takes my throne. And so she went to the king, and she told him what was going on, and David said, no, I've made this covenant before God. It is Solomon who will take the throne. And then they had all the coronation. They got all this. Nathan showed up, and you can read the whole story. So at one time, at a moment in time, they had two kings. They had the rightful king, Solomon, and they had the one that had taken it upon himself to be the king. We do have a precedent in the word of God that could stand as a witness in the word of this prophetic word that we may see unfold in our time, in our season. So, um, I don't know how that witnesses to you. That's about your discernment. You'll have to figure that out. We're in the middle of a test. This is a question on your test. Could this be? What is your answer to that? 
what are the possibilities? Uh, you know, another answer, uh, question on the test, why are there 25,000 troops in Washington, D.C., and fences and razor wire uh, around the city? Those are questions that need answers, and we have to seek God for those answers. But we live in a time where I believe God is here to destroy the works of the enemy and save our nation and save the world and stop the plagues and the pandemics and bring an end to sickness and disease. And he is, we saw that video, he is or he isn't. And I'm here to say, what do you say? He is? I want to hear it from you. He is. And when somebody starts saying he isn't, somebody's got to say he is. He is. He is. He is in our midst. He is near us. He hasn't forgotten us. He has all power. He is the power. He is God Almighty. He is a man of war. At the same time, he is the Prince of Peace that can bring peace and rest to your soul. Amen? So, I'm not to get into some of the other things that I had uh, previously typed out, but there are two camps, and we hear the word insurrection, and I think that we could say it's probably coming from two camps. Each one feels that the other one is the insurrectionist, and God is the judge, and he will judge. He will act according to his plan and his purpose. And we must not be afraid, but we must be prepared. And that's why I've taken this time, because I would do you an injustice to keep this from you. You must be prepared. But when things come down that you don't understand or something happens that was unexpected, you've just, been, you know, everybody's here. We've got the vaccine out. We've got the vaccine. Well, you were all vaccinated with COVID in the spirit realm to get you to understand that your life can change in a second. Pastor and I understand this when in 1983 going on about our business and we wrapped our car around a telephone pole and and Lonnie was unconscious with his head crushed in. I mean, life can change in a split second. You have your plans, but things can change. What is your react gonna be? reaction going to be? You've got to have faith. My daughter came into the hospital room and said, Mommy, is Daddy? She, she saw him. We were in the same room. I refused to let them separate us. He was unconscious in a bed next to mine. They worked on us for over 10 hours just trying to figure out what was wrong with us. Again, that was 1993. We didn't have the equipment and of, you know, that can discern <laughs> what was wrong with us. We have greater discernment in this hour, and we have greater technologies to find out what's going on, don't we? These things are in the natural, in the in the soul realm, and in the spirit realm. It, the Word of God says, first the natural, then the spiritual. So if we see something happening in the natural realm, therefore we know what's going in the spirit realm. That's why I told you, yes, you see troops gathering, but I see angels. We have it when Elijah and his servant came in and says, oh, my God, they're surrounding us. What are we going to do? There's just a few of us. And he goes, go look again. And then he saw the chariots there, and he saw the, everything going on. 
I'm here to tell you that this battle belongs to the Lord. But we are here with him. We are walking. We are part of the army that prophesies and declares all that he is. This is his battle. We aren't smart enough. We aren't discerning enough. We aren't spiritual enough. We aren't righteous enough to figure this out. This is God's baby. He is the general of this. They talk about three stars, two stars, one star, five star generals. Let me tell you, we follow the star. He is the author and the finisher. He is at work. And so I don't want you to fear, but I want you to watch and I want you to seek him. As he said, people are really pressing in and they're seeking me. And he said to me this morning, you will find him and you will find him in the midst of your seeking and you will find him in the midst of your circumstance. The dilemma, the trial and tribulation. They asked Jesus, what will be the sign? How will we know when you're coming? The coming of Jesus is the word parousia, and it is the, in the Greek triorda sense. It means, it means it's in three ways. It means he has come, he is coming, and he will come. So it's always happening. He is coming. You're not just waiting for him to come the last, at the final hour. He's coming. He has come. He he. He is coming right now. He's in the midst of this. And he will come at every level and manifestation of who he is. But you must know who he is so nobody can talk you out of that. You have to know it. You have to believe it. You have to breathe it. You have to understand it. You have to comprehend it. You have to wear it. You have to walk in it. You have to pray in it. You have to sleep in it. Be clothed in it. Let it be your armor. Let worship rise. You are the temple of the Lord. He lives in you. No matter what degree of maturity, he, if you are blood-bought and begotten of God, you have been engrafted into the family. And he says, you're my son. You are my daughter. He's the first. He's your brother. He's your friend, Jesus. This is family. I'll tell you, when you get down down in South, it's up here too, but I'm telling you, they really get down to it. Betty Green tells you, anybody come and mess with one of her sisters or brother, I'll go whip the snot. I'll whip the snot out of you. Don't you be messing with my family. You see? And they mean it, and that's like, whoa, she means it. She'll be jumping on me. She can do that. You know, it comes from somewhere in here. It comes from a belief system in the spirit and in the soul and in your body and everything that's working corporately in this, you know, body, soul, and spirit in the mind of Christ and and the war that's going on even inside of us. But that thing lives and it's real and it supersedes anything else we know. And she might have been coming up against Goliath and a giant in that moment that it might have been picking on one of her brothers, but she was fearless like David was. And you mess with me, you mess with one of my family, I'm taking you down. We've got to know that. And if she can feel that or we can feel that about our own, what does Abba, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, feel about you?
You saying I'm done with this, I'm fed up with this. Hey, the appointed times are coming. The appointed times are coming. And so without me rocking and rolling anymore, I want to say this is a fight to the finish. There's the enemy and those who are on that side, as in the days of Korah. Moses said, uh, whoever's with me, get on this side. And those that are over here with this other dude, get on that side. It was a fight to the finish of who has authority, who has the rightful place to lead this people. And I'm here to tell you, it is God Almighty, Jehovah God, Yeshua, the word means flesh, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And it is assigned to him. He has been given the name. He has been given the title. And he is exercising it according to the most perfect strategies because he doesn't want one of you left behind. It will be long suffering. So it is a fight to the finish. We need to pray. We need to keep what we think out of it. We have to declare and decree God's will be done. God's will be done. When this thing's done and finished, whose side do you want to wind up on? I don't want to have the earth cracking and have it slipping under my feet and I'm going down because I've chosen ignorantly or unwisely. And so I'm praying for your discernment. I'm praying for the spirit of understanding to come upon you. I'm praying for God to just make you dissatisfied with anything else that's entertaining you right now and that you're wasting your time on and that you will get in the word and you will get in his presence, however that comes. I'm not going to judge you how you do it because for some people it's different ways. You don't have to do it my way or Lonnie's way or Sean's way or anybody else's way. Just find him and seek him with all your heart and with all your mind with all your soul and God said this morning you will find me Jesus said in Matthew 7 7 he was talking he said it similarly and he said I want to get this right and see I think I can do it anyway there's so many read it in the amplified read both of those scriptures Jeremiah 29 13 and Matthew 7 7 read in there he says um Ask, come on, ask. I better, I better read it here. I'm floating. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. Are you loving this? That's what he said. That's how Jesus put it. You see, he'd already given that prophecy to Jeremiah. God spoke it to him, and he was just bringing it in the Greek or Aramaic to another generation of his disciples and of the sons under a new covenant life. There's no one in the world any of us can fulfill those laws. Jesus in us must fulfill them. Do you understand? Only he can do it in you. That's how it's designed. 
that's how you're going to do it. But you alone, you can't do that. So I am excited. I think Pastor has a few things to share. And I know that we're going to have one other thing I want to tell you. When I was getting ready, I was uh, I also had to lead worship today, including doing the word. And so that's always a heavy, that's a heavy, it's a lot in the realm of the spirit to do both and to enable that. So I was listening to one of the songs and talking to God. And all of a sudden I heard the trumpet. I heard the shofar blowing. And earlier, the first thing when I woke up, there was, I thought, are those geese? Like, what's going on? I heard this racket going on. When I looked out my window, it was a bunch of big, huge black crows in the big maple tree outside my window. But they sound like they normally do. They sound like ducks. I mean, it was the weirdest sound. I mean, they're going on and they're having conversations and they're talking. They're so loud, they're trying to talk to other group across the river. And I'm like, man, this is weirdness. And I'm not awake yet, you know, and I've only had maybe an hour and a half sleep. And so anyway, you know, I'm like, this is weird. Crows be gone. And they, as soon as I said it, they just took flight and they got out of there and it was quiet. And so I'm getting ready and I'm listening to one of these worship songs that was pretty loud. And I'm hearing a shofar. So it was towards the end. And so I thought, that is a show. That's the shofar. Sean, Sean must be here out there blowing the shofar. So I went to my window. I couldn't see. I went into the other room in my TV room and looked out the window, but nobody was out there. And then it kind of just, I, as I was going, I didn't hear it anymore. So I thought, well, maybe he went in. So when I got in here this morning, I uh, asked him if he blew the shofar today. And he said, no, no, I didn't. I mean, literally, I heard it. And then Debbie told me that she heard it. When I was asking him, she says, I heard it too. There has a trumpet has been sounded in the realm of the spirit. And when the trumpet is sounded, there's two things. It calls the leader to assembly, the leaders to come into assembly, assembly. And when it's blown the second time, it calls not only the leaders, but all the peoples. And it blew twice. I, I don't know what Debbie heard we haven't had time to talk about it, but I heard it twice. So I understand that because I've read the word and I understand what happens when, when. So there is an assembly being called and you're part of it. And all of you who are watching today, we are going to have communion. Uh, Pastor Lonnie may have a few things to say. I don't know. We're going to end the live stream before long, have communion. There may be some other prophetic words that will be coming. I'll let them decide. I'll let them decide if they have something else to say. Uh, in the hour that we are in, uh, we can't just say everything we have to say uh, anymore because we're being watched and listened to. So we will record everything. Uh, God willing that it will record. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> But God willing, so we will continue recording. If there's something that you want or you think you might have missed something, you can always contact us, and we can get that to you, okay? But it doesn't mean that it will, it will be on YouTube. So we love you all, and for my portion, I just say, God, seal this to not only my spirit, but to every one of us. Uh, what you're speaking right now, Give us understanding. Give us wisdom. And 
drive out all fear because it cancels faith. Don't let that in. Don't listen to it. Don't entertain it. It can come in secret little manifestation ways. Get it out. And get that worship and praise God. Here, here you go, Pastor. felt that it was important this morning, um, and I'm just going to take about 10 minutes, but I'll try to quick. Uh, the last two or three years, we've really been purposed to uh, do all that we know how to do to bring the body close together, uh, knowing that the difficulties of time, the scriptures being fulfilled, all the things that are going uh, presently before us, but also what we're experiencing now, uh, so many different forms of eschatology and timing and all of these different things. Uh, we always felt as leadership here, your leaders, that uh, the most important thing we could do <laughs> is draw us close as a family. We would love one another as we love him. Because we knew that if we had that going for us as it was in the upper room, we may not all have the understanding that uh, somebody else has. We may not see things the same way. Uh, but those 120 that were in the upper room, there was a love that they had for God, a love that they had for one another, and I'm sure for 10 days they had a lot to say and a lot of opinions. And so where do we find ourselves today? Very much in the same place. But what was important is, is that because eschatology can be such a strength, so much that we talked about even in those settings that we talked about as the days of Noah were, uh, we felt that no matter what transpired, according to the word, and those things that would take place in the realm of our nation or in the world, it would never divide us. Even our lack of understanding, or not fully understanding everything that's taking place, but it would draw us closer together. And so that was the reason why uh, I'm thankful for the declaration of that video of who God is. Because for four years plus, we've been hearing who God isn't. out of this altar of his presence that we have here, right here in Hartford Village, who he is has now gone in not just to the airways, but to the north, the south, the east, and the west. And it is, if you understand, sound is just vibrations. And his word, those vibrations, his word, his word never stops. So what we declared this morning of who he is in the midst of where we find ourselves. But I also felt that it was important, and I want to read chapter 21 of the book of Luke, if I could. Because we have the opportunity to experience as a family something that has never come to the earth before. We've talked about this a lot. I has not seen or you heard the things of what God is about to do. It's not even into the heart of man. All the things, uh, COVID, all these things that we've just thought that were almost impossible. But this is uh, verse 34 of Luke 21. It says, guard your hearts. Be careful. You never allow your hearts to grow cold. 
careful that you're not caught off guard or your hearts will be weighted down with carousing drunkenness and the worries of this life. That day will come upon you suddenly like a trap. Don't let me come and find you drunk or living carelessly like everyone else. For that day will come as a shocking surprise to all. Keep a constant watch over your soul and pray for the courage and the grace to prevail over these things that are destined to occur and that you will stand before the presence of the Son of Man with a clear conscience. Whether it be prophetically, whether it be written, whether it be revealed through a dream, a visitation, anything that you've experienced personally, this is destined to come. And so what I find very, very important is is that everything, and I want to encourage you, everything that transpires from this day forward, whatever may be known or your understanding of theology, eschatology, timing, however you want to perceive it, or however you see the future as you might understand it, don't let any of that separate you closeness of one another. This will be the most important, Kathy's talking about a trial. This is going to be the closest opportunity for the fulfillment that Jesus continues and has for 2,000 years cried out. Father, make them one as you and I are one. Tomorrow is the 17th of January. And I'm not going to go into a whole lot. You just take the number 17. We spoke about the days of Noah were. So many parallels that we're now walking out that very day. It was the 17th day of the second month. The rain began. And they entered the ark. It was the 17th day of the seventh month. The ark rested on Mount Arach. was the 17th day of Nisan Jesus rose from the dead so if I can say anything to anyone during this time irregardless of where you find yourself as you prepare and look to the possibilities of things that could happen or the things that we thought could never happen Always find a way to be able to get close, have the ability to communicate. No matter what transpires and how things begin to unfold, find those that you trust. Find value in the relationships that God has brought you into. But also be mindful. Be aware. This natural realm is just a manifestation of what's going on in the unseen realm. And for us to be able to see this, see through this natural realm, we must have those that have the eyes of faith or the discernment or relying on that which Father himself, the Holy Spirit, through the archangel, through your spouse, through someone you know. Holy Spirit, give me ears to hear what you're saying right now. Because the power that was just in that video 
began to quicken once again who God truly is. And the cloud and the darkness, because there's power in the tongue. If there's been for a minimum of four years of that which has declared and decreed that God is not, how does that then settle if there's power, power that comes to our hearing? We are decreers, we're declarers of the voice of the Lord. So, the importance of worship, the importance of the things that you need to really begin to say, all right, Lord, this is territory, this is places that we have not experienced. And I know this family right here, and probably all of those that are watching this, there are those in the family of God. They may be family members. Jesus said, who is my mother, who is my father, who is my brother and my sister? There may be those that God has brought in your life for this very day, for this very time. It would be important for us. It's real easy here in the Northeast because we think about a nor'easter. There's a storm coming. Well, I think all of us know that we already are in the midst of a storm, unlike any other time. So what do we do? We be sensible sure we have food and water. I'm sure we have the ability to in some way either have candles, battery operated flashlights, but also ways to be able to, if in fact, if you're allowed to travel, ways to get to people that you trust. Because the most important thing for you and I is that we don't rely on this, what we're seeing. It's a time for us to really begin to mature in so many ways. But you know what? None of us have the answers. None of us are mature enough. We have the mercy and the grace of God, the tenderness of our heart, saying, Father, I don't want to miss this. Whatever is designed, whatever you've designed it according to your word, because all these things must come. In chapter 21, Jesus was alluding to that which be the seasons of time or those things that would be about his return. But it was also describing the kingdom coming. And so when we're talking about his coming, the many comings that Kathy was speaking about, as far as the scriptures are concerned, this is not the day of his final coming. Too much that still needs to be fulfilled. I have to believe this is a day that he is coming to the earth. That word should be pretty profound. That's reckon. Is that number 17? In the Hebrew, he destroys, he overcomes his enemies. And so he has an adversary that will not relent. But we know the end of the story. But what's important for us is that keeping our eyes upon him the best way you can. Trust his word. Trust those people that are in your life. Amen. So with that, all of you that have had the opportunity to uh, really join us in seeking the wisdom of the Lord to know how to approach this, uh, find those that God has placed in your life. Remember that 
know what? We're just in the palm of his hand. We don't have anything to fear. We don't have anything to fear. He knows you by name. He hears every prayer. He knows what you ask before you even ask. Because he knows what you need. He knows what all of us need. He counts every hair on your head. The eyes appear to be fire in his eyes. It's his passion for his creation. He doesn't want to destroy his creation. He doesn't want to destroy humanity. He has a passion, a passion for those that have been created in his image. So, love you, bless you in Jesus' name. Father, I ask that you would grant the Holy Spirit that communion Spirit, Father, that we can walk out. Grant the Holy Spirit, Father, to empower us, to give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and the ability to walk out these days that are before us. Because in our weakness, Father, is we know your strength is. We love you, Jesus.